Hello all and welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast brought to you on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google and Apple Podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. I watched a lot of wrestling. I'm David. I'm a noob. Haven't watched nearly as much wrestling. I would like to to apologize on our behalf for our uh, some of our absences recently, some of our holes in our usual schedule. Um, your boy has been moonlighting as a drag queen in the past few months uh, for, for, for a musical. I have to say... I feel I had this thought uh, the other day, and then I had a thought right before we got on today, Austin, that maybe this was an observation that Claire made in the past, but I'm going to make it again. Wrestling is just drag culture for straight guys is what I have learned by being by being a drag queen a little bit uh, like the level of like petty shade that 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 comes on both level uh, comes from both mediums is right on par with each other. Uh, the level of like over the top glamorous presentation is right on par. The amount of showmanship that goes into it. Uh, so I, for one, Austin, I'm very excited uh, to to uh, return once more to our to our favorite wrestling show, uh, Dario Cueto's Lucha Race. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, as we return to Lucha Underground, totally agree with all of that. But yes. also, it is is segue time. Uh, Lucha Underground season two, especially because I can't speak to drag stuff at all. I've never watched any like drag. I've never watched. I've like, never. I've, I've never I watched Drag Race. I've never. I think I don't think I've ever even been to a drag show. Nothing against drag shows, but I just never been to one. So, I have like, never. I, I have also accurately comment. I have never also actually been to a drag show. I've just done it multiple times now i mean who so, needs to go to one if you just be one i can just if yeah exactly just just fucking you can just skip I, i'm playing on hacks austin you can just skip to another to another tier all right infinite Let, drag glitch fucking true fucking true and when i tell you that that my that, that that my drag queen persona could could take on pimpinella escarlata like fucking that oh man I would kick that bitch's ass. Let me let me tell you. All right. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I don't. I don't personally think I could. I I could. I could rock it as a drag queen. But it would. Oh, pish. I, if I've learned anything, this is so off time. If I've learned anything, Austin, all it takes is just a little bit of makeup, and all of a sudden, boom, you are you are the glamorous of 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 wombs. Anyway, Lucha Underground, back <laughs> at it again. Oh yeah, that thing. We're here to talk about wrestling. That's what we're actually here to talk about. Thank you. Is so for Lucha Underground. Last time we watched season two, episode five, an episode that was starting off perfectly normally for a hot second there, and then well, went crazy. Normal show. Normal show. Yeah, so let's quickly run through what happened last time. Uh, Jack Evans defeated PJ Black because Drago interfered on the wrong guy and cost uh, PJ the match. And of course, PJ took this very reasonably and and uh, even-minded. Drago, best part was Drago doing a Han shot first-style dodge when I Jack know. Evans threw a water bottle at him. <laughs> Just the ever so slight. <laughs> uh, King Cuerno defeated Killshot to retain his Gift of the Gods championship, but he is not in for a good night tonight, as I will explain no. in a minute. No, Katrina Angie. Uh, 
Tejano lost a three-on-one gauntlet match to the crew because the crew tied his feet down with his own bull rope. Stupid. Stupid. Can we... Oh, my God. I so don't care about Tejano. This this show keeps trying to convince me that I should care about Tejano, but I don't care about Tejano. Mm -hmm. And Johnny Mundo defeated Cage with the assistance of the new Taya Valkyrie debut. Yes! Yes, uh, apparently Johnny Mundo's IRL wife. Yeah, Johnny Mundo traded I- which IRL girlfriend he was going to have as his on-screen girlfriend. I still, I still can't. It still boggles my mind that he was with Melina like that whole time, and I just did not know. I also didn't know that, so it's fine. It's fine. I thought it was totally kayfabe. It was not. Uh, it was not. So, so then there, so then Johnny's like, so Johnny and Melina break up. He's like, this is awkward. Uh, sorry, bitch, you're fine. And then he brings yeah. in Taya to 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 make out with him instead. Or wait, is she Taya or Valkyrie on Lucha Underground? For for Lucha Underground, she is just Taya. But He's I'm just, just gonna Taya. keep calling her Taya Valkyrie. That's fair. That's fair. But in technically, it's just Taya. Okay. Ring of Honor superstar Taya Valkyrie. AKA yep. Taya. So Johnny Mundo defeated Cage, and then they beat his ass after the match because I'm sure that <laughs> come back and bite him at all. You know the the uh, the everybody's everybody's favorite uh, sweet wholesome baby face Brian Cage, the a, a face turn that totally didn't come out of right the fuck nowhere. Yeah, he's he's basically the same as he always was, but now he's beating up on a jackass that nobody yeah. likes. So, yeah. Johnny Mundo, another another turn that totally didn't come right the fuck out of nowhere. Anyway, thus we get back to um, what happened backstage. Uh, first, we meet the return of Famous B because it's four two call four two three yes. get fame. Yeah, the... I think they've disconnected the number by now. No, I mean, okay, let's test that right now. Hold on, as I Uh-oh. call the line. Oh my god, I I love how you're a, how you know enough to just be able to pull up the number like that. Uh, well, fucking... also my also my also my phone has the fucking you know has the numbers under it, so you know. Oh my god, of course. Uh, has the no, letters? But, yeah, under, I mean, he has the, the letters under it. He started taking the uh, he started taking the famous part of his name very seriously. All right, all right. He's got the phone up to his ear, ladies and gents. Let's see, let's see. Yeah, Boo. yeah. It's not, it's, it's, not, it's not the thing anymore. Boo. Well, I'll, I'm gonna scour the fucking internet for these for anyone who saved these fu- these stupid voicemail I have no messages. Doubt they're out there. Anyway, so yeah, now he is like selling fame. He, yeah. he can make you famous. He he the 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 most on demand uh, uh um or in demand commodity on the market right now. You know, fame, fame itself. Um, yeah, uh, as he dresses like a used car salesman and hangs out in the parking lot. I'm very interested to see if they're gonna play him like play him straight as a charming baby face or like a total sleazeball. I'm very interested to see which direction they take. Cause I could see it being either way. I'm it, not it could work. It could work for both. I'm very excited to find out. Meanwhile, we get Dario Cueto's one of another part of Dario Cueto's dark backstory. 
as we learn that his mother was abusive, but it's all it's okay because one time one time too many she did she done hit Dario and that was one step too far for Matanza who beat his own mother to death with the Red Bull statue that Dario prominently keeps on his desk in the office. I I love wholesome family memories. And I love I love me some brotherly bonding, Austin. And this was the and this was in fact not a traumatic memory for Dario Cueto, as it was the day he learned how much he loved as, violence. As it was his sexual awakening, yes. To violence, yes. Normal show, normal show. Uh, and then after that. Pentagon Jr. got a little shellacking from his, from, uh, from, from Vampiro that he needs to step the fuck up. And he, his response is to threaten Katrina and they have a little tussly tussle in mm. the gym. But, and he almost, he, he, he threatens that he could have broke Katrina's arm, but she poofity poofs out of the way before he succeeds at that one. And Katrina says, feminism, bitch. And she's like, all right. That's fine. You're right. Cool. You can have your shot at mill. Whatever, man. Man, I feel like I feel like Ian Hodgkinson, uh, completely ghosting Penta for the first few episodes, only to come back and be like, "Let's attack the most powerful evil bitch in this entire temple." I I feel like he's kind of doing his pupil dirty right now. Uh, We're just going straight into it. Straight into the fire. Let's go. just straight. Yeah, I ghosted you. Sorry about that. Uh, so it, let's let's have a let's have a, a Katrina feud to fix the relationship. Yeah. Oh my let's god. Let's go. He, he's he's that flaky friend who comes around every once in a while and oh and no, not the flaky do, friend and, and gets you to go do crazy fun shit. Oh my god! One day, fucking Pentagon's gonna write a memoir about this motherfucker, and he's and he's gonna be he, it's gonna be like my terrible friend. Yep. And then uh. As for uh, King Cuerno's bad day, King Cuerno has decided that he has been holding on to this belt for long enough. He is about tired of having to fight somebody every fucking week for this thing. So he's like, I'm just going to cash in now. Yeah. And, and Katrina's like, you're totally going to uh, lie down for Mill, right? And 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 Queen Cuerno goes, and, and Katrina goes, right? She's like, well, since you reneged on our deal, you're going to have to defend this belt one more time before Actually, I'll let you fight Mill. And it's going to be a ladder a match you. against a guy named Phoenix. So, Ay. fuck you, man. Hey! Against my ex-boyfriend who I have very kinky sex with. I, I, I guess the logic, I guess in Katrina's mind, if, if this belt's getting cast in anyway... Let's give it to somebody who Mill knows he can beat. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, totally not going to just come back and that and, won't backfire. Uh, I'm sure that won't backfire on Mill at all. At all. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. So that is the setup for tonight, and tonight is the episode six. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious what this episode is about, as the title is "Gift of the Gods Ladder Match." Well, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. Yeah, so let's look what at the, the Wicked Aztec Warfare happening. Aztec Warfare is like oh, a few episodes away. Yeah, cuz oh it didn't happen until like around episode 10 last season. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's 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 where they roughly keep it every season. Uh, so here's the Wikipedia description of this episode. King Cuerno defends his Gift of the Gods championship against Phoenix in a ladder match. Cobra Moon takes on Sexy Star. Oh, oh, the star versus the snag. Sexy has finally got back to the temple after being kidnapped by the moths. And she's just jumping right back into action like the cosplay professional that she is. Why do I get the feeling that we're going to get at least one promo from Cobra Moon where she's very obnoxious about emphasizing the S's in, Se- in Sexy Star's name? Sexy Star. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I get the, I have the slightest inclination, Austin. They, they might be inclined toward that goofy bullshit. And then Pentagon Jr. and Prince Puma face off for the number one contender spot for the Lucha Underground Championship. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot that was part of it too. Was was that they're kind of feuding too? So Pen- poor Pentagon. Pentagon. Pentagon hates Mill and he hates Puma. <laughs> Poor Pentagon's just going through all these middlemen just so he can finally get his fucking title shot. I mean, it is fair that the, the previous champions should get a first crack at the new guy. <laughs> he's reenact. He, he's enacting his uh his his um his, his not, rematch clause. His not rematch clause because it's not even against Mill. It's against the number one contender to Mill. Mm-hmm. Dario's like Dario, Dario's like Dario's like I like to. He turns to the camera. I like to build up the booking. For my for my t- number one, I like to build up my I like to build up my challengers. Yeah, absolutely. And so that is the matches that we have advertised for tonight. Uh, if you would like to watch along with us, I mean, at you know Apple, iTunes, and I believe Amazon Prime as well, both have all four seasons to this show. You could easily go buy it. Uh, and watch it that way. Absolutely, we will not be doing that. We will not. We will not. I have it on. A, I have it on a Yoho server, my friends. Yo. Yeah, I. I know where to. I know where to find. I know where to find things. Hey, and so does my you room. Wanna, you, don't <laughs> ad, don't, you don't want to advertise those things. Then no, no, we ain't no, attention. we ain't no. Hey, oi, snitches get stitches. All right. That's for true. If you know, if you know, you know where to find lucha underground and if uh, not like i don't know maybe you can like email us or or something yeah i don't know uh so we will be back in the back half to discuss lucha underground season two episode six woohoo and we are back we have finished lucha underground uh, season two episode six the gift of the gods ladder match yes we have and oh my god austin moth moth the moth, not her, him. Not oh, the other way around. Not him, her. Well, no, because Marty was the one who showed up tonight. So oh, oh, true. Not her, oh, true, him. True. Yeah, yeah. We keep fucking teasing this goddamn sister, and she will be here. Marty. I remember. She will be here. My, this isn't helping. My, my. They're actually going to do this like psycho theory, Austin. It's really not helping things. They are going to show up. In the same place at the same time, so they can't possibly be the same person. You never know. You never know. Could just be an illusion. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, the uh, we this 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 episode actually wasn't big for like 
big main story progression, but like, no, but like they, it was because good, they devoted good half filler. the episode to the ladder match. Yeah, it was good. It was good filler to be sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I, I definitely had fun. Um, yeah, the uh, off the bat, man, they're they're recapping as they are want to do, and we see the whole. It opens with the whole like you know, sexy star being captured by the moth family or whatever bit. Um, and like this is one of those times that really like reminds me of just i i don't know if i've ever like explicitly out loud classified this before but like god damn the lucha underground's bread and butter genre wise is like b-movie horror camp it's so that like that feels like it's it really belongs in terms of categorization is it belongs as like in the in the in the echelons of like b-movie horror I feel like yeah like um very very not gory horror which a lot of b-movie horror is yeah but and like but, and it's got that kind of like over dramatic scoring and editing and like um it's, it's I know I noted like, that I noted that in like one of the at the mill in one moment tonight I noted this really over dramatic musical music hit yeah I that was hilarious I, I have a note that says the scoring and editing and I feel like there was supposed to be more specificity to that but I mean, overall, yes, the scoring and editing of Lucha Underground is a uh, is 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 a very uh, I actually I think it's I think it's pretty good. Like they're really they don't just like it doesn't feel like they're just going for stock music. Like mm-hmm. they're they're it I I don't know. Like did they have a composer for this show? I don't know off the top of my head. Well, we have the technology. Let's see if we can find that out. Uh, I wonder. Um, because I feel like we had like, um, I feel like we had moments, at least in the, in the recap stuff, um, where dramatic moments are hitting on a beat. Um, and the editing is like, kind of like going to match that. Um, uh, I'm not looking for cast, production, production, uh, cast and crew. Um. Um, series writing credits directed by, no, I don't want, um, produce. Thank you, IMDb, for not having any credits for Luke John Production management. No, I'm on IMDb right now. Series sound department. Sound re-recording. Uh, sound mixer, audio supervisor, boom, editor, recordist, camera, stunts, series cut. Stunts? Why did you, okay. Um. Those are just the jobbers. Um, music department. Score producer. 105 episodes. Yeah, they weren't just pulling out stock music for this shit. They were composing original stuff, which is sick. Um, it, it, it really, like, kind of ups the production value, I think, um, when you have these moments that, that remind you they're not just, like, you know, pulling the cheapest whatever they can. There is actually... Yeah, 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 yeah. ...going into this. Um, I, I, just a little thing I got reminded of off the bat. I really enjoyed Sure. Uh, we open with Mil Muertes in a prayer circle uh, <laughs> as he is summoning Katrina because I guess he needs to do that. Yeah, you can't just, you know, you can't just call her on the phone. You have to, it's a I whole ge- thing. I guess this is his like, I'm mad at you situation. He's like, I'm going to yeah. summon your ass here I'm right gonna su- now. <laughs> do you know what a pain in the ass it is to get summoned? 
Do you know how annoying it is to get sucked through ethereal space to a brand new location out of nowhere? That's that's the ultimate petty move right there. Anyway, Mill, who I don't remember if he's talked at this point. I I feel like he has. I feel like I mean, I think he's I think he might have grumbly yelled at least once, but like I feel actual like in back talking, in season one we had like a conversation between him and Katrina. Maybe I'm crazy. maybe, but anyway, Mill is mad that Katrina is just letting Phoenix and King Cuerno fight each other and yeah. not him. So so today I learned that like he and Katrina are like not on the same page. No, about, they're not apparently. about this. I just kind of assumed you know they were in lockstep with each other, but no. No, no, Katrina's like rogue, uh, rogue agenting this shit, and and uh, Mill is surprisingly not taking that terribly well. Mill is like, I should have sent them into the darkness weeks ago, but I listened to you. He no. he is big mad that Katrina is like, your arm is broken, dude. Let's not. Let's come on, dipshit. This is not. You don't you don't want to do this. Also, and then Katrina goes on to remind us just how fucking creeping their relationship is. Yes, yeah, she, like, she uh, opens with, "I've known you since you were since a literal boy." Bad touch. Hey, bad touch. I need an adult. I uh, don't like this. And um, a scared and, and she, boy at that. And she she fucking named... shoot names Mil Muertes. Bro, yeah, she's like Pasquale Mendoza. Yeah, you, that you, doesn't if feel it wasn't right. For me, you would have never found your way out. Also, wait, 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 wait. I just had this thought. What Mil Mil Muertes died, or you know, should have died, or whatever. And like, he was still pretty ancient Azteca, right? Like, I debatable. Like, like, because I, 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 I've I always, like I've always was, assumed he was of a. I assumed that happened in like. I was assumed he is not like particularly old. Oh, okay. This I assumed that like the earthquake was a contemporary event. Oh, okay. So I was gonna say, why the fuck does he have like a Christian name if if he's like ancient Azteca? Um, you know. No. Uh, yeah, any I, anyway. Um, but, and the but daring to say his his old name uh, is she. I mean, what are you doing? Dead naming a guy. True. Katrina, what are you doing? You got about a thousand of those, but I'm, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's, yeah. he's, he's, when, when the dead name, when the dead name emphasis on the dead, um, hey. uh, yeah, he gets Katrina pissed does off her best Mary called... Poppins impression as, as Mill chokes her off the ground. Nah, he, he chokes her off and he's, and he's like, I, if I could put you in the ground, I would right Damn. now. Damn, who'd have thunk this would actually be a really dysfunctional relationship? I mean, you pluck a you pluck a little boy, uh, a little newly orphaned boy from an earthquake, raise him, and then get into what's clearly a very kinky relationship with him, built on like ruling the world. Uh, and you 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 you'd think right that should be like really healthy. Uh, I'm so surprised. What a healthy um, relationship dynamic. I yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway, he anyway he decides that if he can't just murder Katrina right now, he'll just go kill Pentagon and Puma instead tonight. Yes. And Katrina teleports out of his grip, and he just goes, "Yeah!" He's all big mad. Oh man, he that that's the mill I know and love—the one who doesn't really say shit but just screams. 
uh, we get to commentary opening the show and oh Vampiro. My oh rolls, my god! Vampiro rolls a nat twenty on his perception check as he notices that Mil Muertes is not on his throne tonight. He is not. He, he's 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 not there probably because he's too busy in the back choking his like weird uh, girlfriend mommy. Yes, submissive girlfriend mommy. Yep. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh my God. I have so many fucking commentary notes. I mean, I I think I just just, just come to expect this from Lucha Underground because Vampire and Striker remain a deeply. They just say duo. whatever. <laughs> just, and nobody okay. stops. So we have two main event caliber matches tonight, which I didn't know the Kiss Demon was on the card. Um. Yes, and, the uh, Demon Dale Torborg. Honestly, <laughs> if he had showed up in Lucha Underground even once, it would have been amazing. I feel like I feel like that would not be the most unreasonable thing to expect to happen on Lucha Underground. No, but you, when you see some of the guys who end up in Lucha Underground, it's like you know what we gotta fit the Demon. Dale I have vaguely, I have gotten it spoiled for me that that Tommy Dreamer shows up for an Aztec Warfare at some point. So like. I'm excited to see who's the fuck. Um, uh, Matt Stryker says, thank heavens Melissa Santos showed up. Was there any doubt? That well, it's because the joke that Mill's not there. Like, it's building off of Vampira's like, where's Mill? And, the, and then immediately afterwards, Vampira's like, well, thank heavens Melissa is here. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, fucking... Hey, your uh, mic's fucked. Oh, I, I'm, I'm aware. I got the, I got the danger message. Sorry, folks. Uh, this shit's probably about to get real scum. I'm sorry. Um. Okay, there we go. Uh, I, I gotta get a new, a new cord for this shit. Let, let's see, let's see if, uh, in the spirit of, of the dead. Hey, this is, this is Lucha Underground. It's dirty. It's grimy. It's, bl it's bloody and all. True. That. We. We went two very different routes there, but still very thematically connected, and I very much appreciate that. Um, okay, yeah, thank heavens Melissa Santos showed up. Um, and uh, Matt Stryker's like, Melissa, let's lucha, which, okay, at the beginning Bro, of the season, he's like, it's not I've been waiting to say all season, uh, uh, take it away, Melissa Santos, and I'm like, that's a lame catchphrase. And uh, he said, he Melissa, let's you. lucha. As, yeah, he said Melissa Let's Lucha as if that's been his catchphrase this whole time. And it's not. But it is, ironically, a much better catchphrase for him. So I hope he keeps it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> um, we, open, we open with Sexy Star. Yes. Uh, uh, sexy first star match versus... of season two. And the commentary and is like, man, seems... it's so great that she's back. Yeah, sexy Star back. I mean, she looks kind of unscathed. She's just here to work again. I don't I don't see no PTSD flaring up. So Well, don't worry about that. We'll get to that, won't we? We'll get to that. Uh and, yeah, uh, uh, and uh, she is chasing... uh who else? Cobra Moon is Cobra here. Cobra Moon. Uh yes. Uh I believe it was Vampiro that notes um Cobra Moon has a win over Bengala, but with respect, Sexy Star is a completely different animal. My two favorite animals to see at the zoo, tigers and stars. I love, oh, I yeah, love, I love going to the Detroit Zoo and and visiting the star exhibit. And you know, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's its own little section of the petting zoo. I love petting a nice little baby star. You know, as of you course. do, they're uh, there. I noted <laughs> that Striker, when describing Cobra Moon, says very serpentine, very slick movements, but he does not say like a snake. Well, of course, they can't use normal words on Lucha Underground. They have to they have to 
talk like weirdos. Van, speaking Van of talking Piro, like Van weirdos. <laughs> oh. Okay, continue. So speaking of talking like weirdos, you know, they're they're noting um, you know, uh Cobra Moon's heelish tendencies and and uh Vampiro is 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 want to point out of uh uh how how devious she is, how uh uh how sneaky she is. There's an evilness to her. It, and he then says, direct quote, evilness. I dig it so much, Matt. So much. Speaking of talking like weirdos, <laughs> Matt Stryker. He can't, he can't even be a plain spoken supervillain without sounding like a fucking dork. Uh, speaking of talking like weirdos, Matt Stryker calls Cobra Moon psychologically seductive. Oh my, oh yeah. Oh yeah, does that does that whole snake thing really do it for you, Striker? Yeah, apparently. Also, Vampira made sure to tell us that she is part of one of the oldest tribes in Mexico, the reptile tribe. Apparently, uh, hey, hey, those motherfuckers have been around since the dinosaur days. It makes it but makes then, sense. They don't get very far into the match before Willie Mac comes out here. Willie Mac just and... vaguely kind of shows up, and the crowd just immediately turns their attention toward chanting for him, which is very funny. Oof. And the commentary is like, what the hell is he doing out here? Because, oops, the commentary oops. doesn't know anything about this kidnapping shit. Yes. Um, uh, Vampiro is, uh, um, Vampiro, who, again, loves evilness, is very happy that someone is finally standing up for Sexy Star, you know, the definitely evil one in this match. The um, evilest Sexy the Star. The evilest. Um, uh, and uh and and building on that i think striker says the believers are firmly behind sexy star and it you, you can't pay for this kind of timing as soon as he says that we just hear some random motherfucker in the crowd start screaming sexy star sexy star i love when we accidentally just get audience members it, uh, there, there, there's one for every show in every episode, you gotta have that one audience member mm-hmm. that hears some that's just some random shit that the mic picks up yeah. without so, fail. This match is a little bit slow. It's a little bit slow because Cobra's kind of green. It's 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 like it's like they're trying to do the thing that they do with um King Cuerno. And it almost feels like they're trying to make her slow methodical movements. methodical. Yeah, but she's not good enough to play that off. So yeah, no, well, because it's so clearly slow. Like it slows down Sexy Star. It's the same. I mean, it's the same thing we talked about with Bengala last time we were here, right? It slows down the other the other wrestler noticeably, and then it makes it very obvious that they're working slower for this more green person because they're they don't have any moments in the match where they pick up their speed and like gain control. Yeah. Um so it's 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 there a was, bit of a it's a little rough going. There was one moment that I was uh I can't I, I can't remember it now because I because I watched this last week at this point. Um but there uh, I, I just have in my notes what the fuck was that pendulum swing move? Oh yeah okay Sexy Star has Cobra Moon in this, like, she, I mean, I don't know how to describe it. She literally just pendulum swings her. Yeah, she's, she's like, got her around. Like, she's a fucking, like, pendulum on a clock and just whoop, whoop, Got whoop. her by her, got her by her, like, limbs. Upside down, yeah. Her, yeah. And uh, as she is swinging her, though, Marty the Moth appears in the crowd. Ta-da. 
and and uh, and and in case you had any wonder of how this deeply green uh, uh, newbie named Cobra Fucking Moon is gonna beat someone like Sexy Star, well, you see, Sexy Star gets distracted by her former kidnapper. Shockingly, fair enough. Uh, and Marty's over here looking even fucking greasier than normal. Uh, but Cobra gets in her dragon sleeper. I don't remember what she calls. I don't remember what they say she calls this. And snake sleep. Sexy Star taps out. And they make a big deal about that is that Sexy Star never taps out. Yeah, they, they say uh, they say Sexy Star. Uh, um, uh, yeah, they just say that, they, that Sexy Star has never tapped out. And I'm like, okay. Random mm -hmm. detail to throw in there. Also, is it just me or was Marty looking like even greasier than normal? He was, it might have just been the lighting. He was in very dark lighting. Okay. I don't know. He looked, he looked like, especially, he wasn't either way, well, he's getting, he wasn't he's well getting some, they didn't put a spotlight on him. Not really. That's fair. Either way, he's getting well-deserved creepy bastard chance. Yep. Creepy bastard. Clap, 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 clap. Uh, so sexy star. Um, it seemed like she was trying to not seem to show any sort of issue with, that kidnapping thing. Yeah, well, well. And then Marty showed up. And then Marty showed up. And she's like, oh, yeah, I have PTSD now. They, they, will, they will continue to come back to it, you know, so. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> and then, hi, I'm Famous B. Yeah, Famous B is back. Uh, you, you may you be wonder wondering. Why I have why I have that name? Because I'm famous. I'm famous. Obviously. Why? <laughs> Before that, he was just B course the b also the, i not me the b from a, he was the b from apartment 23 oh my god also not Move. me assuming that like b was like b e e here and not just the letter b no no it's the letter b that's not, so it's not b e e yeah sure i do i do really like the 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 famous b promos they're really winning me over he already. starts beating up some luchador scrubs because he yeah. talks about how he just dominated the world of underground Which fighting is an, an, an accidental brilliant self-parody of lucha underground with like all the random promos they have of like motherfuckers just beating up random lucha you know random roaming npc street luchadors famous b's got some like bad hired stuntmen to do that for him now nah, he like punts him in the dick and he does like the slapsticky like punch you from behind stuff and then he's like do you want to become a famous fighter well then call you gotta call 423 get fame absolutely i'm so sad that number and up. then probably the best part no hand out fucking from the, and we see that El Dragon Azteca Jr. is watching the famous B ad on a CRTV. Transition to the Rey Mysterio dojo. Man, the fucking speaking of speaking of like people working on this show hearing us through time and space, the goddamn cinematographer heard us making fun of him for the spinny shit last season, and they they've been making up for it ever since. That fucking TV transition was awesome. Uh, and then Rey Mysterio flips it off, and El Dragon Azteca Jr. just goes, "Hey, I was watching that with that exact like the most yeah, porn actor ass listen, delivery guys, I've heard listen, on this El show." El Dragon Azteca, not much of an actor. Um, <laughs> really? so, so Ray's like, really? "There's no time for TV. We have to get you ready." And they start doing you know sparry spar stuff again. Absolutely. And then Azteca Jr. Uh, we, like, we have ready we have, for no, what? Ready for what? Your your destiny. destiny. Thank thank you thank you Ray. Um, 
No, oh, add no, adds nothing to that beat, but it's is I love the I do love the connection, but from one oh, yeah. beat from one segment to another on this one. No, that's more of that, please. I love Where famous I love, famous like, beat caniacally is just has these shitty ad, local ads in Los Angeles. Absolutely. As as he as he definitely should. Um that's uh that's that's uh I, I I want more of this please mm-hmm. uh please like I, I I just this is what I like this is the peak of Lucha Underground for me is like the most over the top like throw every like dumb little stylistic bullshit thing at the wall and see what sticks I I really need like that to become the bog standard for how like for how Lucha Underground looks going forward because that was such mm-hmm. a good fucking moment uh yeah. and then we get another little promo uh this time from uh king cuerno who uh, uh who claims that uh let me he's let me just sitting he's my notes just here. sitting he's just sitting in his living room with his check my notes with, here he's in his living room in his like hunter cowboy hat mm-hmm. and with his trophies all around him with okay, I really need to emphasize with his hunter cowboy hat and his trophies all around him, and he opens with I'm not a bloodthirsty killer. No, nah, he he tries to play it off like he doesn't necessarily take he he isn't hunting for the sake of hunt. He doesn't hunt because he like loves it like some sort of freak. Like some sort of weirdo. No, no. But he's like a big part of the hunt is killing your prey. Yeah. And he like talks about he, he and feels I derive this- sexual pleasure from that. <laughs> not like a weirdo or anything. Not like a weird. No, I'm not some. I'm not some fucking bloodthirsty killer. Uh, no, he feels a thrill in the hunt, but he's like, I feel no remorse, only a sense of satisfaction. <laughs> that yeah. So I in don't... his promo, where he attempts to come off less like a sociopath, makes him look more like a sociopath. Uh, yeah, I was fully expecting, I was like, okay, not fully, I was like half expecting this promo to turn into that fucking, like, laughing taxidermy scene from Evil Dead. You know, the one where, like, it, like, the deer head on the wall starts talking and then Bruce Campbell starts, like, maniacally laughing along with all the other, like, taxidermy heads. I was half expecting it to turn into that, it just came off so fucking psychopathic. Um, instead he uh, says instead we get him saying when he climbs the ladder and retrieves his prize tonight he won't just be a hunter he will be a god you know i had a thought i had a thought while we were while while this promo was playing do you do you think that um that king Cuerno has a special camo luchador mask for when he actually goes out hunting you do you think like he's a special I kind of wish of I kind of hope he doesn't. I hope he always has the bright red mask. No, imagine how fucking funny that would be if he's got like the full the full ass like uh everything camo like luchador mask. I think still still fully shirtless. Like he's going out in like ring like ring ready um except of all of his gear is camo. Uh and then he and then he uh, uh he he arrow from hell's the the deer to death. Yes, uh, but then we get to match two: Prince Puma versus Pentagon Junior in a number yeah. one contenders match. Absolutely, you know the thing that that Mill's very happy about. Yeah. Um So I, I couldn't help but notice the the Cerro Miedo chance were decently stronger than the Let's Go than Let's Go Puma chance at least at the beginning. It's insane watching just how fucking much Pentagon got over 
yeah during, pentagon during underground pentagon became the top baby face of this company yeah by being <laughs> they're, the they're blood like, look at this scary monster heel be scared of and everyone's like oh our hometown here but um, what about what about Prince Puma? The hometown nah, who hero. Who the fuck is that guy? Pesaro, man. Um, yeah. Speaking of speaking of um, of Pentagon, fucking Vampiro is all of a sudden now back to saying that he wants nothing to do with Pentagon. What? Oh my god! Look up your arm, you deeply weird man. Oh Pen- my god! He. Pentagon, he, Vampiro, and Ian Hodgkinson have very differing opinions about, but, but Pentagon Junior. Even Ian Hodgkinson, like last episode, was like, "Yeah, Pentagon's so fucking cool. Oh, he's so hot. Oh, oh, like he." And now, and now, and now, Stryker's like, "Hey, hey, Vampiro, you want to give some commentary on Penta?" And all of a sudden, and Vampiro's back to being like, "You keep fucking pulling me back into talking about this Penta motherfucker." Also, I thought you loved evilness, Vampiro. This is the height of evil. Make make up your mind. My guy, please take the antipsychotics. Please, please, we are begging you, Vampiro, please take your meds. <laughs> um No, it's no fuck you. I'm gonna throw them out the window. No, Vampiro, you really need them. Ah, who needs these? I love evilness so much. Oh, uh, Penta, fuck that guy. Fuck that girl. Yeah. So it's it's a there's an there's a cool back and forth with these guys. Um Puma, they are trying to sell this as like Puma is like that both these guys, like there's a lot of heightened tension with these two now. Uh that anger. Yeah. And they'll they'll lean into that it's more in the personal. next match. But uh they but they are going at it, and it's like they got counters to each other back and forth. Um, oh my god, this was such a well put together match. Yeah, a uh, big moment f- for me to bring up is is that Pentagon does his shit where he he shushes the crowd and then chops you as loud as he fucking can. Oh, I didn't realize that was him actively shushing. Yeah, yeah. Shh. Okay. Um, uh, and then. Um, we get the the duality of commentary as Vampiro goes closest thing to a gunshot, and then Va- Stryker jumps in with the auditory delight of Pentagon Junior. I didn't catch that, but oh wow, they're they're both made so horny by this man. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, it, it, it's so wild. Because again, we like we we kicked off this match with like a solid thirty seconds of just insane like counter counter flippy shit, and then it just went into like Pentagon's brutality. Um, also, another comment you now that was just the, I can't remember what the fucking context of this was. S- Matt Stryker for some reason says "excuse me," and Vampiro comes up with "while well, I kiss the sky." Uh, actually, I think the lyric is, uh, I kissed this, uh, while well, I kissed this guy, Vampiro, I'm surprised a virtuoso like you didn't know that. Did, did, I can't did even, tell if, that, like, I can't even tell if you're, I can't tell if you're joking or not. <laughs> That's the power of the misheard lyric phenomena. You never know yeah. who does or doesn't actually know. No, I can't tell if you're, I can't tell if you're aware. That's up there. That's up there with my favorite lyrics alongside hold me closer. Tony Danza. Uh, like, what? come on, man. You th- have you not heard of that one? No. Yeah, people think people think uh, th- there's like a, a weird like subsection of people that that thought that like Tiny Dancer was actually Tony Danza. 
No. No. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> the song's called Tiny Dancer. I don't. I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So excuse also, me, while this guy. Uh, you know. I mean, also to be fair, Jimmy would sing "Kiss This Guy" live. Like he, he knew, wait, he really? knew about he knew about this misheard lyric phenomenon, and sometimes would say, "Excuse me, while I kiss that guy." energy. Yes. Oh, that's so fucking iconic. The more you know. Um. Yeah. So anyway, um, we get distraction spot number two of the night as um uh as Mil Muertes does indeed show up to his throne. And As, it seems to, like, throw off Puma more than it does Penta, yeah, honestly. Yeah, so, Puma has... Well, it's a, they play it that Pentagon completely doesn't see it. Because the way... When when Mill comes out, Puma has met Pentagon up in the corner, but where yeah. Pentagon is facing away from the stairs and, Mil, and uh, Puma is facing the stairs. So, as Stryker puts it, the dark destro, Mil Muertes, uh, Mil just starts stalking down the stairs slowly. Uh, Pentagon counters whatever Puma was trying to do with a top rope destroyer know, for a two uh, Yeah, uh, the, he, and he hits that, like, uh, I, I just have in my notes, Penta hits that flippy grapple somersault thing. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, I never that's know a what destroyer. The fuck a destroyer, uh, okay. It's traditionally yeah. called the Canadian Destroyer, as oh, originated oh, by Petey Williams. But, uh, you know, I can't really say it called a Canadian Destroyer when done by Pentagon Jr. Obviously, our favorite Canadian, Pentagon Jr. Yeah. Uh, you know, first day of wrestling school shit, according to the Young Bucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, obviously. I don't, that, yeah, that, you, that you should. Basics, ring basics. Look, I mean, friend. you should look this up. Is it B on BTE? They do a bit where Luchasaurus is desperate to learn how to do a Canadian destroyer. And he yeah. goes to the Young Bucks and they make fun of him because they're like, this is first day of wrestling school stuff. Dude, you know, drop down, leapfrog Canadian destroyer. First day. Lock up, flatback, Canadian destroyer. destroyer. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, you know, obviously. Basic um, shit. Uh, fucking, but P Mill advances more on the ring and... I, I, I know I was like, I know I was being pedantic uh, at the beginning of the season about how, like, why the fuck is a zombie man's arm actually getting broken? Why doesn't he just insta heal? Well, I guess, I guess zombie healing takes exactly I mean, a four, month. Yeah, a month to, for a broken arm. For a broken I mean, he's, arm. He's healing a little quick. To be fair, to be fair, uh, I feel like, I feel like some of Penta's, um, so, so some of Penta's uh, victims last season had around that turnaround time for the arm breaky thing. So like, maybe they're just all zombies. Maybe I'm not maybe going fucking... to go look. I'm not going to go look deeper into it. I just looked up. That it takes about six to eight weeks to usually recover from a broken arm. So wow, well, shit. And mill six pulled it off really in like four. So that's wild. I didn't realize it was that short a time. Um, either uh, way, so um, he rips off the sling, rips off the sling, enters the ring. So Penta sets up for the package pile driver. Puma ducks out of it, but at this point, Mill jumps in the ring, grabs Pentagon, slams him down to the ground. DQ immediately. Yeah, well, that's we the thing. Honestly, in a bigger, in a bigger plot here. twist, in a bigger plot twist than Mill's arm being healed, Rick Knox actually immediately calls a DQ on something. 
that I didn't see who the ref was. I can't guarantee it was Rick Knox. I'm, it was Rick Knox. It was. That's I, I'm unbelievable. Pretty, like, he enforced like the sure. rules. Yeah, I know. I was like, I was like, oh boy, it's a Rick Knox match. We gonna have some. Well, a Rick Knox singles match. We gonna have some shenanigans. But no, he sees the mill interferes and he immediately calls it. But what? That doesn't happen. He um, calls it. But Puma yeah. tries to super kicks mill. Mill just shrugs it off. Mill tosses Puma around. He spears the fuck out of both Pentagon Jr. and Prince Puma. They are desperately ringing the bell in the hopes that Mill might stop. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, the, the thing that always works. Um, and Mill grabs and then, both Pentagon Jr. and Prince Puma and he hits them for a double flatliner. Double flatliner, rip in pieces, bozos. He stands over them and is shouty. He's holding the belt. And he's, uh, Vampiro, Vampiro he's caps angry. off the segment with because uh, because the striker is talking about like all the people looking to challenge Mill right now, and Vampiro goes, "Sorry to say it, brother, but that title looks pretty safe right about now." Dude, dude, you know what I? You know what'd be fucking awesome is if we got like a gauntlet match of just Mill mowing down all of the like top contenders in Lucha Underground. I mean, well. We'll get to it in a few in Okay. A few weeks. Oh, oh my. Well, I mean, I'll go get to it later. Um, okay. I'm looking forward anyway, to it. But anyway, we come back from commercial and Mill and Katrina are stalking the hallways at a Dutch angle. Yeah, they're, they're clearly and, back from having makeup sex. And then Katrina's like, see, all you needed was a little motivation. If you all know what I mean. <laughs> All part of the plan. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. And, uh, and healthy Muerte relationship, healthy that, relationship. Of course. Uh, Mil Muerta says next week he will def- he will defend against both Pet Prince Puma and Pentagon Junior. Yeah, because I'll like, oh, fucking do it again. This is my temple. He meaningfully looks at Katrina, and nobody can stop Mil Muertes. Healthy relationship. Healthy relationship. Yeah, hope I mean hopefully that doesn't he doesn't get screwed over by this by him antagonizing his own boss, just even if she is also his, his mistress mommy. mommy girlfriend. So what the fuck, man? He's he's he is pushing the boundaries, I think. Yes. Uh, also on commentary, they announced it is three weeks till till Aztec warfare. Fuck yeah. Well, okay. Well, I started to fuck yes that until I stopped and thought about it. I realized that means it's three months for, for this podcast. Yes. Uh, but yes. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> what's as what would Aztec Warfare be except a big gauntlet match for Mill to face off against all the top contenders? What? Oh, fuck. It, wait. Isn't that for contendership, though? Or wait, no. No, the for? original was for the belt. The, the original oh, Aztec Warfare shit. was for the first crown the first champion and i guess and they talk about how mill sent and katrina sent out all the invitations so the aztec warfare 2 is the title match okay okay that that'll be insane yo okay that's actually really fucking i'm now even more excited for aztec warfare i didn't even consider that Ah, three more months. It's fine. It's fine. Hey, and we get to our main event halfway through the show because they got a long one to go for this. They got all the time in the world here. Phoenix versus King Cuerno in a ladder match for the Gift of the Gods championship. For the Gift of the Gods. 
Um, Matt says, or Melissa says, it's time for the main event. Um, and Matt says that uh, he thinks this. So, so Matt Stryker posits this theory. You know, I, I, speaking very academically here. Uh, you know, Matt Stryker posits this theory that this ladder match could end Ray Phoenix's career. Um, not uh, clearly not realizing yet. The, though, to be fair, at this point, did how how could any of us know that this motherfucker has bones so rubbery he could tear his ACL and walk it off in a month? Um, so no, we Matthew, didn't, didn't I don't think you have anything to worry about. That he has, that he is incapable of injury except for the most ridiculous of circumstances. Yeah. The, the, the real life X X man, uh, 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 Ray Phoenix, obviously just don't um, put him through a table with his arm. Yeah. Back. But I did note, holy shit, 20 for his 20 minutes for this main event, which obviously gets got time to like 15 or whatever when you get entrances and like whatever sure. else, but it was but still like, like, yeah, they, they did devote literally time. half the episode to like, I checked the timestamp 21 minutes left, 23 minutes at done. Fuck so like yes. they devoted half the episode to, oh, the yeah. main, to this match as they should. Um, also striker as Phoenix is coming out, says if you've never seen a ladder match before, which first of all, you're watching what? this show and you've never seen a ladder time. match. Treat every uh, episode like it's someone's first. Let your imagination run wild with what these men can do. Oh, <laughs> oh, I love letting my imagination run wild. Vince McMahon is watching this, you know, with his fucking bodybuilding magazine in hand. He's like, don't mind if I do. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, thanks to Elizabeth, now I look at all ladder matches through the lens of what would she think about it. No, you can't. In an amusing way, I don't care. I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, oh, I just God. think it's funny to think of like would 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 Elizabeth hate this like, ladder I feel like match? This one could have impressed her. I think it's, and I'll tell you why as we, we go into it. Is it basically like yes, Cuerno spends basically no time trying to win ever, but commentary oh, calls this out as a flaw, and in fact, you could argue is why Cuerno lost is because instead of trying to win. He kept just trying to hurt him, Phoenix until eventually Phoenix could make a comeback and win himself. Phoenix was going for the win. Cuerno was not, and Cuerno lost. What's the th- that's the thing, too, is fucking str- or Vampiro at the beginning of this tries to, like, uh, theorize that this ladder match is in Cuerno's favor. Actually, um... Which, why why would it not already be in the favor of the high fly flippy the high flying boy who makes tightrope walking look easy first of all and yeah second of all Cuerno's just here to murder the, that's the whole thing is like his head's not going to be in the game because he's just here to like kill but vampiro vampiro speaks of this like it's a feature and not a bug because he basically says i don't know if phoenix is like ready to fucking murk someone like Cuerno is so you know Cuerno for the dub that I, what's the logic but okay and, yeah. and the best part is like the match starts off and just phoenix immediately starts wrecking Querno's shit yeah phoenix was... phoenix comes at this aggressively i think that again the a lot of the focus narratively is on how Querno acts and feels but like phoenix ain't come to play at this point he is like i'm taking you down Dude, I I thought for a split second this might turn into like a surprise two minute squash, and there was gonna be a whole other fucking swerve to fill up the rest of the episode. Because holy it, shit, it looked like they come close. Phoenix, 
ha- knocks Quarner to the outside relatively quickly, grabs the ladder, almost climbs it and wins until Querno pushes the lat, runs back in to push the ladder over. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's the thing too. Is like so Phoenix like almost murderizes Querno, but Querno comes back from it, and there's and uh, commentary is talking about how he got that rush of adrenaline. Um, Striker says adrenaline is a wonderful thing in our sport. Uh, and uh, Vampira responds with, "It's my favorite drug." Pause. I don't believe build that. my build build my career on it. You know, Stry- Striker I don't, has no response no. to this. Striker just Vampiro. fucking no sells that. Striker just completely ignores Vampiro and moves on from that comment. Vampiro um, says he's got adrenaline in his soul. Van- I I too. Damn it! How do I feel this into Vampiro? Vampiro, yeah, adrenaline, my soul, something, something, Vampiro. Something vampiro. Uh, vampiro uh, then proceeds to say, so, so Vampiro is talking about how brutal this match is already and how much more brutal it could get. And he says, <laughs> this isn't Home Depot, this is the temple. I mean, to be fair, both have ladders, so you could very easily get the Yeah, he's the- he's talking about how it's, like, dirty and grody. And, <laughs> yeah, that's and the thing. Bloody. I actually thought, like, I started to write that note about, about, I started to write the Home Depot quip, and then I stopped, and I was like, no, no, uh, I, I can't, that's probably the joke already. I'd probably just be repeating the joke. No, it's not because of that. It's, like, how it's fucking, like, how the temple has a vermin problem. They like, do got grimy-ass like ladders. Depot. Yes, unlike Home Depot. Uh, but yeah, so the temple has a vermin problem, and the only thing Katrina fears is the health inspector. Yeah, uh, I wrote, <laughs> Vampira is confused why Cuerno isn't going for the dub would be Elizabeth's favorite commentator. As oh, oh, no! Quero... Oh, yeah, Elizabeth jumps on board. Vampira's brand of psychotic bullshit just because she's he's speaking her truth to power. Yeah, so Cuerno, like, after he power bombs phoenix in the corner into a ladder he goes outside and sets up two ladders on the outside and he tries to like suplex phoenix over the ring over the ropes out of the ring and onto these ladders uh it does not work but instead he does just dump phoenix on the outside and then cuerno goes out there and drops phoenix face first onto his lat onto these ladders uh then i wrote cuerno sets up a ladder against katrina's office because he has ptsd (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah well that's the thing Querno again over here for the fucking murder uh he's here to like uh he's here to like he he's not he's not petty he's not salty he's not bitter uh he he sets up this fucking ladder against Katrina's office and he's and and he's here to like uh sacrifice Phoenix on a steel altar uh going for that fucking poetic justice mm-hmm. totally not petty. and okay and then um Cuerno has Phoenix down on the outside. He grabs the ladder and he he brandishes it. And yeah, which Stryker goes with the elephant gun seeking his prey. He like the elephant gun being just a very big gun, obviously. A big ladder. Uh, he He seems to set up that he is gonna ram it, spattering ram this ladder into Phoenix. And then Phoenix rolls to another side of the ring. So what Cuerno does is he lightly puts the puts it down as if he needs to not make noise or he'll scare away yes. his prey. Yeah, and, and then, then he, he just runs like, over and just kicks Phoenix in the gut. 
Well, not even that. He does like some sneaky, sneaky boy pose shit as he walked. Um, also, while they were like fighting around Katrina's office, um, uh, Stryker makes the comment of uh, how he's sure that uh, Katrina wouldn't mind the noise that would be made by all this brawling outside of her office. In fact, I'm sure Katrina would love to hear this, the, the thuds and bumps of bodily harm. Is it just me or does the thuds and bumps of, uh, sorry, the thuds and thumps of bodily harm, that's not like an emo punk album. Um, that is, that is the new, um, uh, nine inch uh, nails. Good I don't know. Charlotte album coming to you okay. soon. Absolutely. <laughs> the uh, yeah. So some bodily harm. My favorite. Uh, uh, of course. Yeah. So Corno's a sneaky boy. Um, yeah. Okay. And uh, commentary amazingly doesn't bring this up. It is almost a background event. They don't even focus on the camera on it. It just happens and they cut to I know he's about to say something about this, but Cuerno, while dragging Phoenix around the ring, drags Phoenix under a ladder. And I was like, Well, that's bad luck for you, isn't it? Isn't it King Cuerno? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. 10 years of bad booking. That's what they say. Um, yeah. So Cuerno, he tosses Phoenix into these wooden chair seats, and then Vampiro, you know, where the crowd sits. And Vampiro goes, this isn't tactics. This is hate. This is hurt. This isn't about a win. And I wrote actual good Vampiro line. That, yeah, every once in a while, he says something profound. Now, it takes him about a hundred stupid quotes to get there. But, you know, once in a blue moon. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, yep. Uh, well, I I can't remember where this happened. You're a lot better at taking play-by-play notes than I am. But there's this sick fucking spot where Phoenix tries to run Cuerno into a ladder but Cuerno like catches himself and just ricochets off the ladder. Uh, I can't remember oh. where it fucking happened though. That was later in the match. Cause that I was also later. Okay. Okay. That okay happened. Cool shit thing that happens next though, is Phoenix climbs up the office roof where the ladder is. And he dives over the top of the ladder from the roof onto Cuerno. And it was like, Holy fuck. We love our roof dives, baby. There's there's few things we love. Yeah, more so they start diving off the fucking Phoenix, office roof. So Phoenix sends Cuerno to the guardrail, and then Cuerno flips Phoenix up into the guard up into the balcony where the fans are, and they spend a little hot time just brawling up there. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And, and the fans, of course, are like are 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 loving it because they're just like they're just like murder, yeah. murder, and kill they, him. And they and they set up Phoenix with an injury with a kayfabe injury here, as Phoenix is trying to like jump off the balcony to do something onto like Cuerno. Cuerno pushes him off the balcony, and Phoenix lands onto a ladder that was bridging the ring. And they're like, "Oh man, his yeah. bum leg." Oh, pretty, shit. pretty awkwardly, I'll tell you that. Again, made of rubber. Yeah. Um, Cuerno finally gets to do his stupid battering ram bit, except Phoenix ducks and it and they like and it hits the ring post and they like act like it reverbs into Cuerno's arm. <laughs> I don't remember that part, but yeah, it's pretty sick and sounds about right. Um mm-hmm. Uh, I, fucking... I think this is I think this is when they do that bit that you were talking yeah. about where you jump off yeah. the ladder because they also do the bit where they take the ladder that was up in the office and they like play catch with it for a second because Cuerno tries to like <laughs> toss potato, it at Phoenix, potato. Phoenix catches it, and then Phoenix potato, throws it back, potato. 
and, and then Cuerno eventually throws it into Phoenix's head. Yes, and, and like fuck you. Uh, Phoenix, note from Cuerno. note from commentary. Um. Uh. Oh. Okay. Well, note from Vampiro. Uh. This just shows how much Cuerno is a hunter, toying with his game before he kills it. Don't you think? No. 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 No response. The uh, most yeah. good hunters do not toy with their prey. No. Yes. The- um. Again, Stryker just completely ignores that and moves on to his next. Yeah. Oh, I will say also is that an interesting point they bring up early in the match is that like this match encourages you to fight on the outside a lot because that's where all the ladders are. Yeah. I've never thought about that before, but that mm-hmm. is a good point about ladder matches in general. Like they're it kind of it, it kind of necessitates that like it, it adds this danger element of you have to like tread carefully outside the ring like you have to be there to get the ladder in the first place uh but it's also you know obviously a very dangerous place to be on the outside yeah um so cuerno finally starts climbing to win and phoenix drop kicks him off the fucking ladder they both both men go to climb up the ladder and they meet in the middle and they okay so to understand this is that in lucha underground what they do is they mm-hmm. hang the belt up by this like three box structure? Yeah, where, which like, I didn't realize. It's the same fucking frame they used to hang the trios titles. Yeah, Dario, you they cheap use that for fuck. all. They use that for all the ladder. All ladder you match. cheap fuck. So they hang the belt in the middle rung, and then there are two rungs that are like empty. And so Phoenix and Cuerno each grab one of the empty rungs. And they just start hanging from them, and then they both shove each other until they fall to the ring. It was pretty. Yeah, cool. I was like, I was like, fucking uh, a custody papers of Dominic match. Is that you? Because they did. Hey. I was like, oh, that spot looks fucking familiar. Um, so Mill is sitting on his throne. We see for the first mm-hmm. time. Yeah, and Cuerno goes in the corner, hits the thrill of the hunt, and he probably could have won right here. Yeah, he been, but of course, because this whole story is that Cuerno can't just take the win. Cuerno goes to the outside, grabs a table, and uh, he sets up this table in the corner. Tries to do a top rope thrill of the hunt through the table. Phoenix counters Hurricane Rana to send Cuerno through the table, and Phoenix climbs the ladder and wins the match. Wait, the wait, gift of the gods championship. Back. Holy shit. I met, wait, fuck. I missed so much. It's so, so many, so many little bits in here, uh, between, between my last note and this fuck. Oh, uh, shoot. no, you're fine. Uh, cause I, cause I was trying to, I was trying to like match with what you, <laughs> you're very, you're a lot better taking play by playing notes than I am. Cause again, you, you talk about half these spots and I'm like, did that happen? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, but uh okay so random notes for between then and between then and now um uh phoenix tries to do the spot tm again but cuerno says no he tries to do the thing that he did to 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 cuerno uh in their last ladder match where he fucking just like suicides off the ladder onto onto uh yeah yeah yeah. this time cuerno like grabs it and just knocks the ladder over it's like fuck you um what else um uh this might have been while they were in the crowd. Vampiro says, sorry to say it, but the fans of Boyle Heights c- kind of gruesome. They like blood. And I like evil. 
<laughs> and I like Evil Nice Dude. Uh, he probably uh, did. He also mentioned during. He also mentioned when when Cuerno was getting the table, and yeah. the crowd was like eating that the fuck up. He's like, man, I need these. I need these guys at my next birthday party. <laughs> Another great vamp line. Uh, this is starting to get too violent for my taste. Striker goes, your tastes? And vamp goes, okay, I told a lie. That's <laughs> amazing. He just says shit, man. Like, sometimes I, I feel like I just kind of say shit on this podcast. Then we watch Vampiro say literally anything, and it's just whatever comes to his mouth. Um for a second, it looks like Vampiro is about to like leave the announce table to sit with the fans too, but then he just sits back down. Which they do not. He the striker sells it like that's about to happen, and then Vampiro does not do it. And fam- that's lame. I would have loved to have Vampiro just sit in the crowd for the rest of this. Um, uh, fucking the crowd in in this ladder match, not a TLC match, mind you. I think this is before Quano got the table out. The crowd Way before chanting, they start chanting, we want tables. Yep. Yeah, the crowd is chanting, we want tables. And, you know, in this ladder match, nothing, no, no tables need Bunch be of violent here. fucks. Man, find me the psychological difference between a Temple Believer and a member of the Bills Mafia, all right? That's all I'm saying. Um, They're the same fucking picture. It's, it's the same picture. Uh, and then, yeah, Phoenix fucking tightrope walk jump. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh yeah, Phoenix motherfucking, as I put it, tightrope tight walk, jump Rana's Cuerno through a table, which was... It was so pretty crazy how that happened. Yes, uh, it was insane. Uh, but then, yes, Phoenix gets his belt back, and, you know, Mill takes this well. Yeah, Mill stands up, and they do the stare down, and both He's men like, hold up their titles as the show Except, except the between Phoenix getting the belt down and him doing the title hold-up spot, I think one of the fucking... Aztec coins, the med- medallions fell out of the belt. One was missing when he does. I did the not notice spot. that. Yeah, the one at like the very bottom as he's holding it. It's all of a sudden the the spots like empty again. I'm like, oh look, those dumb fuck magnets didn't hold. Imagine my shock. It, you know, it would be an interesting gimmick yeah. for the gift to the gods is that every time you lose, every time the belt is lost another medallion is gone and if they ever and if you and if like the belt isn't cast in before the medallions are gone the belt the belt is loses its power oh shit and the belt disappears forever i mean to be fair the gift of the gods thing is kind of convoluted enough i don't know if i want those extra elements added that's fair Um, that's just a thing i just thought of like right now as we were talking about no i I appreciate that yeah i just find it funny that the magnets though that those fucking magnets that hold the medallions in just did not hold magnets how do they work how do those work Um, We're, we're not trained to know these things we're just trained to do to do lucha shit hey sue this so, was yeah. a, this is I thought this was a good match. I think it was the the best methodicalness. I think it was they did I think they worked the methodical thing a lot better than they did last time in the last luchador standing match. Plus it wasn't all building to exactly one spot. <laughs> yeah, no. I I quite enjoyed what they were doing with this match overall. Uh Cuerno having his moments of kind of getting revenge on Phoenix for the last one. But again, that story of Cuerno's not really here to win. He's just here to murderize. Again, I'm not a bloodthirsty killer. Axe, axe, axe. axe. Yeah. The, temple, the temple does not reward people who are just either too arrogant or too blinded to take the dub. They, they, uh, 
it's, it's funny because again, they love violence here at the temple. Um, but no, uh, you best be trying to win, motherfucker, or mm-hmm. else. Yeah, no. Or else uh, eventually it, it will shit. bite you in the ass. Yeah, I do. I think that that, that that's that's such an interesting way to take because because you would think that the temple would reward like the most sadistic motherfucker, but ultimately the morality does skew back to like you should be virtuous and try to win the right way. So it's so interesting. Or even if you're going to win the wrong way, at least win. Like Yeah, like it, it almost feels like the fans are accidentally contributing to this weird like meta commentary. Uh mm-hmm. like like the fans are their own character in this morality tale and they're not necessarily the ones in the right. I don't know if that was intentional by any stretch. I but I wouldn't I don't I don't think so, but it's a really cool idea to like get in the show, to have in the show. Yeah, no, I I really like it, so I'm gonna pretend like that was intentional the whole time. <laughs> yeah, headcanon. Uh, so no post credit scene or anything like that this episode. Yeah, no, Again, no Dor- no Dario progression this episode. No Dario, a lot, not a lot happens narratively because again, half the episode is this ladder match. So, yeah. and honestly, none of the story beats we see really advance anything. You know. No. We, like it's more just kind of like setting up for the next stretch. At, yeah, at best, it at most it it kind of establishes firmly this kind of a this a a rift between Katrina and Mill that up to this point has not been seen at all. Yeah. Well, again, we saw it a little bit with like the Phoenix shit in season one. But sure, then we're but all we, led we, to we can we like, like work ish. Yeah, it was we were supposed to, we were supposed to think this was a long con play. By Katrina, whereas this is just straight up like she is leading him. Uh, he is rebelling against Katrina here and disagreeing with her ideas. And yeah, he is trying well, again, to assert, we, and he is trying to assert that he is the one in charge of this temple as such champion. a weird dynamic between them because, like, they play it off like he's the dominant one, but also she's the one in control, and she's mommy. She's the one with spooky witch powers. I feel like she's but he's the a one zombie in control man. of the situation. <laughs> he's only a zombie because she made him a zombie. So yeah, but that doesn't make him any less. I I don't weird weird that whole re- normal relationship. Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, no real progression of anything. A lot of top guys aren't here, like the trios. Stuff isn't here this week. Uh, Tejano isn't here at all. That was a positive, but still yay! Noted. I don't still give a shit no- about Tejano. I don't still give noted. a shit about you. Um, yeah, nothing to do with the cops this week. Nothing to do with KJ oh. Mundo. Oh, like oh. a lot of stories were kind of put on the back burner this week as we kind of have a filler episode here early season two, but we are only three episodes away from Lucha under from Aztec warfare from three episodes away from, you know, Lucha underground. We have not been watching this whole time. Of course. Duh. Aztec warfare, Aztec warfare two is yes. coming. Uh, Azteca boogaloo. Uh, but that is for the near-ish future. Near-ish, near-ish future. future. Three months. Three months. Yeah. Next time oh, on this podcast, though, we finally return to 1998. 
I mean, we're oh, almost there. Finally. We are almost to the end of the first oh. round of oh, the my Brawl. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, it never ends. It never ends. I'm in it, hell. It does this definitively end, but we are a while to go on that. Uh, but will there be more cahoots between Undertaker and Kane? Will there be Will more we... blackface performed by D-Generation X? I can confirm no. Thank uh, will Christ. We... Will Val Venus have more porn movies to shoot with another man's wife? And we are he supposed definitely... to be on <laughs> Val's side. There's definitely a lot of, there's a lot of, definitely a lot of cuckoldry going on in, mm. uh, uh, up here in 1998. Uh, uh, more than I expected to see, but also I, mean, I don't the know land why of I the rising, the land of the rising vow was a penis. top star. What? Yeah, it was a top yeah. movie of '98. Top, top baby face. I hit this. The baby face. Oh, hit, yep. God, I hate it. But I hate all, it all this and more. Oh, next time. Oh yeah, yeah. I love how we don't even mention like. Okay, I guess you mentioned like. Yeah, how how the brawl for all got the least mention out of any of these things? I mean, we're I guess we're like maybe working angles in the brawl for all now, which defeats the purpose of the I brawl don't... for all. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so it melts my brain. I don't want to think about it. But next time we finally get Jr's favorite son, Doctor Death, Steve Williams. So. What? I cannot wait to talk about this shit oh, as no. this is the final important piece of the puzzle of the brawl for all is Dr. I, didn't, Dan. I, 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 I refuse to accept the word important anywhere remotely close to brawl for all. This is an iconic moment in wrestling history and we are a witnessing. Oh boy. I'm so glad Austin that you take me on these tours of, of wrestling's most iconic moments. Mm-hmm. Of course, the brawl brawl. Nothing but the best. The best yeah. that this entertainment medium has to offer. Yeah, Yay. shoot fights. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, but that, that that's for next time. <laughs> uh, oh, until God. then, David, hit our plugs. Yes, sir. Uh, dear friends, thank you all for joining us on yet another uh, wonderful and short episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. We're so delighted to have you all here. We are so honored to have you all here. Uh, returning listeners, viewers, what have you, you know the drill. Thank you so much for once again welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever the hell it is you you used to consume our content. We are so delighted to have you here. And, you know, keep coming back. We love you. Come on. Come on. Uh, but, hey, new people. Hey, hi, how's it going? Welcome to the show. Uh, we are so delighted to have you here as well. We here at the Noobs and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both noobs and knockouts alike. So whether you're brand new to the wild, wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all the weird bullshit, either way, we are delighted to have you here we uh we hope you feel welcome here we hope things feel accessible to you here we hope you want to keep coming back to join us week after week after week and i'm going to tell you all the ways you can do so first of all of course you can find us on youtube we are the noobs and knockouts podcast on youtube hit subscribe 
ring that bell, make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Give us all of that, mm, that sweet, sweet engagement. And uh, hey, check out all of our playlists because Austin is kind enough on the YouTube to organize all of the arcs that we follow into their own separate playlists so you can follow a single storyline all the way down without having to skip around a whole lot. It's great. Uh, and hey, you can see our, our beautiful, wonderful faces and uh, and and our and our sexy looking HUD and all that all that good stuff. You, you know, come on, YouTube, it's a good time. But of course, if you're one of those heathens that enjoys the audio only experience, I mean, I guess we have you covered there too. Uh, you can find us on three of the best places to find your podcast, which of course are Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Come give us a listen there. Come download our show. Just uh, uh, if you're so inclined rate our show review our show maybe tell some people that hey these guys are pretty cool and more people should be listening to them i don't know i'm just saying uh be sure to be sure to enjoy all of uh all of that that good audio experience oh it's so it's so delicious to my eardrums uh the auditory uh, delight of the, the auditory delight of the new that's what i'm saying thank you what i uh, this is the your 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 attention to detail knows no bounds. I that thank you. Um uh, yes. So uh yes, news and knockouts podcast on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, of course, we exist beyond the void of this little box that we find ourselves in, you know, week after week. Uh we have some social media presence. First and foremost, of course, is our Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at noobs and noxpod. That's at noobs, the letter N noxpod on Twitter. Come check us out. We post memes. We engage in discourse. We we make a post every single time we drop a brand new episode so you guys always know what the hell's going on. Of course, the highlight of our Twitter is weekly wrestling live tweeting every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern time on TBS. We are watching AEW Dynamite uh, and having a grand old fucking time with that uh, and, and tweeting all about that shit. Sometimes it's Austin. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's the both of us. Either way, that's kind of our bread and butter, and we love talking about it. I was there live last week, and it was awesome. And I didn't like. Yeah, fuck you, man. Phone sign. Yeah, I, piece I, of shit. I hear the battle cry. Fuck you, man. Angel fly. You got to see Don Callis turn. I on got Kenny to see Omega. the greatest top ten anime betrayals in all of wrestling history live and in person. When Don Callis betrayed his literally lifelong connection with Kenny Omega. And yet uh, I wasn't able to be there when Julia Hart turned on the varsity blondes. Hey, hey, but I got to see Julia Hart wrestle though in a pretty good match. Fuck uh, you. Hey, hey. Uh yeah, so I, I had a great time. Didn't tweet about it though, because my phone was dying, but you know, we had we had fun nonetheless. Uh, but you know, when we're not seeing it live and pissing Austin off, we're tweeting it. We're tweeting all about it. Uh, of course. Why you know, can't Columbus be an A market? Oh damn! Sounds like a skill issue, TBH, because everyone's talking about. Everyone on the internet is talking about fucking what a good crowd Detroit is. Motherfuckers from in the UK are like, man, that Detroit crowd was goddamn insane, huh? And uh, and yeah, and Tony Khan is like, yeah, it's really it's it's a hey, uh, Tony. Direct quote from Tony Khan: "It's very realistic that AEW brings a pay-per-view to Detroit in the near oh, future." Fuck you, man. <laughs> scale issue, scale issue. No one cheers like Detroit. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, it's because they have nothing else to cheer for. Hey, hey, Lions are coming back. All right, slowly no, but surely. No, they're not. 
How can they come back? They've never been anywhere. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. I root for the Bills anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, you. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, yeah, Twitter. Also, when we have time to, we are tweeting about AEW Rampage as well. Uh, you know, the, the NBA playoffs are fucking around with this schedule, but it's usually... I, who knows at, when Rampage is any who week? Knows, who knows? It's it's a mystery to me, personally. But, you know, in theory, at 10 p.m. Eastern Time on TNT, we are watching AEW Rampage. It, it is the show that y'all been waiting on. Uh, well, I guess the show that y'all been waiting on now is 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 Collision, and you know who the fuck knows what Rampage will. It, it's a whole thing, but you know while while it lasts, we're tweeting about AEW Rampage uh, and having a good time. Uh, on top of that, of course, Austin is a diligent wrestling boy. You know the so some might say he's a he's a real knockout of a wrestling fan. Uh, he likes to to follow and sometimes even tweet about every single uh major company pay-per-view and we like to tell you guys about them because uh hey for all you noobs out there pay-per-views are uh kind of sick and a great jumping on point for like a great exhibition wrestling and like watching any given company set up its next chapter of storytelling uh so my friend what is on the docket uh coming up sure in one of the in an absolutely crazy convergence every single company's next big show is happening memorial day weekend Oh no. Which is next weekend, actually. Oh yes. So uh let's not take too long to cover the top beats here. First, Friday night in May 26th, Impact Wrestling Under Siege. Ooh, that's uh, a good name. Impact Wrestling, you can watch that every week on Axis TV, except nobody gets Axis TV. So instead, you can get a YouTube membership and watch it there. Uh, and hey. Impact Under Siege is also available on that same YouTube subscript sub how a membership, but also Impact Plus, Impact's uh, streaming service. They got all their back content and shit on there. Now, nice, nice. There, the matches of this card, Steve Macklin, the new Impact World Champion, taking on Ooh. PCO. He is a Frankenstein monster uh, in a no new match. This motherfucker? PCO, yes. He's basically Frankenstein. Oh, okay. I feel like I've heard of him. Yeah. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo versus Jordan Grace in a last chance match for the impact knockouts title meaning if jordan grace loses she can't challenge diana again just so, diana not for the title in general well she can't challenge for the title as long as diana perrazzo is boo sure. make the last chance even laster boo well we can't have her not well jordan grace we can't have her never challenge for the title again he's too popular she is quite, she's popular. She's one of the okay, top stars yeah, of, the, of, of the knockouts. Uh, Trey Miguel versus Chris Saban in an X Division title match where they have barely interacted at all. Good shit. Yeah. Uh, a six way match to determine the impact number one contender. Alex Shelley, who cut a great promo of, he was like, Some people say that I'm the best wrestler the impact's ever had to never win the world title. So I'm going to go do that. Okay, uh, fair enough. Like, I right. hope he does. 
Yeah. Versus Eddie Edwards and Frankie Kazarian, Jonathan Gresham, Moose, and Yuya Uemura. Damn. A lot of talented people there. Six-man tag match. Uh, the design, Alan Angels, <laughs> Diener, Cody Diener, oh. and Khan. Uh, they're a cult. They they were they were goddamn um, Alan Angels, man. Yeah, cult to cult. They were Eric Young's cult, and then to write him off TV, Cody Deaner stabbed him to death. Base. So there's to go. He just took over, and they tried to run this long con angle of getting Sammy Callahan to join the group, but apparently Sammy Callahan was playing them the whole time, and so now Sammy's got to find two friends, and they'll be a tag. Not have a tag match together. What the fuck is Impact, man? Trinity. The former Naomi yes. is now here, and she has a singles match against To Be Determined. Oh, but she will have a match, no, a singles match. Uh, Nick Aldis versus Kenny King. Their whole feud is basically Nick Aldis has come back after being in the NWA champion for like a thousand days and then leaving, and he's back and he wears classic suits, and Kenny's like. Why are you walking around here like you a big deal when you're not? You sucked last time you were here, pal. But disrespect. Yeah. And then for the tag team championships, you have ABC, that is Ace Austin and Chris Bay of the Bullet Club, taking on subculture, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Just two really athletic British dudes. And they have also barely had a feud on TV, but hey, it'll be a good match. Uh, then night for on Saturday, May 27th is night of champions for WWE. Now for WWE, you can watch raw smack and SmackDown Mondays at eight Fridays at nine on the USA network and Fox respectively. Yeah, all- uh, night of champions, WWE, all their shit is on Peacock, uh, W the, uh, WWE, the, uh, you know, the streaming service for NBC. Now, this is taking place in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. And usually, now, usually I make it a point to not really talk about the Saudi Arabia shows very much, except this one is giving me stuff to make fun of. So, guess what? We're going to talk about it. Ooh, I do love making fun of the, the Saudi Arabia shows. Now, Night of Champions used to be WWE's big gimmick is that all the titles are to be defended on the show. And in fact, in the original Night of Champions, not only does every title have to be defended, no t- non, there would be no non-title matches. Every match is for a title. All oh, the titles shit. are on the line. That's awesome. Which is, of course, why this Night of Champions has two non-title matches on it and has the uwu champion roman reigns not defending his titles obviously that would be too uh, that would be that would be too simple instead we have seth rollins versus aj styles in a tournament final to determine the new world heavyweight champion also called the not roman reigns world champion the Pride. the sorry you're not allowed to beat Pride. Roman because he's holding this strap for another five fucking years championship. And of course, despite the fact that Roman is exclusively on SmackDown, so therefore SmackDown has two world championships. 
this world heavyweight title tournament was not raw exclusive. And so in theory, AJ Styles could win this match and SmackDown will have three world championships. Oh my God. But it's probably, do, do, what's the over under? Are we thinking Seth? 99% it's Seth. Okay. Yeah. Like Seth is going to be... take the belt. Seth is going to win, take the belt to Raw. Cody Rhodes will feud with Seth Rollins for the sixth time. And oh then my! That's how Cody's going to win the God. fucking belt? No, no. I was I was so happy when you didn't say Cody Rhodes in there. I was like, oh, they're not doing. No, the he's going to finish. He'll finish his story later. Don't you worry about it. Oh my God! Yeah, they're finishing with the fucking consolation prize. Ah! Instead, Cody will be facing Brock Lesnar again because Brock cost him the match in the World Championship Tournament. Lesnar. What will Roman Reigns be doing? He will be facing Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the tag titles with Solo. Roman will likely win. Wait, Wait, so is is this not... Are they just not doing Crown Jewel anymore? Is it just a different show now? Um, they still do Crown Jewel. They just like don't name all the Saudi shows Crown Jewel. Okay, so this, so this, so instead of Crown Jewel this year, it's Night of Champions. Yeah, technically they were going to call this event King and Queen of the Ring and bring back the King of the Ring gimmick, uh, but apparently there were bad. issues. Uh, no, well they they use it infrequently. Yeah, because I thought Woods it. was King of the Ring for a, like recently. They were, but like they just kind of do it once every few years. But sure. they were going to do King and Queen of the Ring. And then for reasons we don't know, they decide we're not doing that. Maybe, maybe because they were going to crown, crown a queen. They've named it tonight of champions. Uh, and fun fact, this show will also mark Roman Reigns' 1,000th day as world champion, where he will not be defending the title and will, in fact, probably be winning two more fucking belts as he wins uh, the undisputed tag titles. Bro, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna Roblox myself if Roman actually wins that along with Solo. There's no way. There's no fucking way they 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 make the objectively correct call of getting Sammy and Kevin the belts at WrestleMania and then checks notes two months later taking it off of them and giving it to fucking roman there's no way yeah so this is pretty this is a pretty big deal because uh sammy Zayn has not been in saudi arabia for a wwe show (laughs) since 2014 due to the ongoing issue larger society like inner uh global political issues between saudi arabia and syria of which Sami Zayn is of syrian descent and <laughs> this is his first time being on one of these shows and kevin owens has since the first one been uh also boycotting these shows in support of sammy and they're both going over to the saudi arabia to go lose isn't that great bro bro i swear to fuck i swear to fuck like i mean this is this won't change anything wwe simps will continue to simp just as hard nothing the 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 company will keep chugging along they'll probably still keep having banger ass ticket sales for a while but holy shit how how can you like get down with this 
Oh my god. We are oh. in the third inning of this Roman story, folks, and I want <laughs> to go home. Uh, five more years. Five more years. Anyway, other matches. Gunter will be facing Mustafa, Mustafa Ali for the Intercontinental title. Whoopity do. And Becky Lynch will be facing Trish Stratus because Trish is now a heel and mean. She is the old timer legend trying to take up the space of the young people. Woohoo. Okay. Anyway, WWE Night of Champions. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, definitely watch that. Double or nothing on Sunday, May 28th. <laughs> AEW. Their fifth, their fifth incarnation. Amazingly, for a show that this is the last one of our episodes that we this will be, this episode will be coming out a week before this mat, before this show happens, right? Yeah. There are two matches announced for Double or Nothing. Fuck. Only two. Yup. There is the Pillars four-way between MJF, Sammy Guevara, Jack Perry, and Darby Allin for the AEW world title. Yeah. And then... Yeah, go... No, go Go ahead. You go ahead with what you're about to say. Well, I I mean, mean the the other one being... uh, Jay Lethal and uh, and Jeff Jarrett versus Ain't FTR. He great for Ain't the world great. tag title, and Mark Briscoe, Mark Briscoe is the special referee. Special referee Mark Briscoe, uh, and the drama is gonna be who is Mark side with because the uh, fucking uh, 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 Dax, Dax, uh, Dax Harwood alcohol. accidentally Dax got alcohol drove. in his eye and on instinct. Yeah. Gave Mark Briscoe a pile driver. Yeah, and Mark Briscoe, for some reason, is feeling legitimately betrayed by this and doesn't just see it as an honest mistake. Okay. Um, and uh, I mean, I feel like we can take some guesses at other matches. We'll probably be doing. Um, uh, uh, I say that, and then I guess completely. But we'll probably be doing just Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole. We'll probably maybe running back. Uh, Wardlow versus uh versus Powerhouse Hobbs for the zillionth time. Maybe I don't know. What is, um, who is Wardlow? Wardlow's still fighting QTV, right? That's like the still the bit. Yeah, there. yeah. Okay. Um, they blew uh, off the ultimate deletion. Yeah. So... Uh oh shit. Uh, um. Uh, fucking Gun Club is gonna is is getting geared up to do something with Ethan Page. Um, someone's going to be going up against House of Black. Uh, I don't know who. House Rules, um, baby. House, uh, Ru- House Rules is sick, dude. It is uh, pretty cool. Oh, my uh, God. The way they fucking dim the lights in the arena. Holy shit. Jamie Hayter will probably defend against one of the outcasts. Uh, yeah. The outs- uh, yeah probably, yeah, the probably Ruby, if I had to guess. That would be my pick for it. Yeah, it'd probably be Ruby. Um, because they got a, they're uh, bu- I think they're building this like Jamie Soraya Sarai- being like the big one. Yeah, so. but that's gonna be all in. That'll be that'd be all in of anything. That'll be an yeah. all in. That'll be an interesting match. Um, yeah. uh, but fucking yeah. They they can run Keith Lee and Swerve. Finally. Oh shit! Yeah. Uh, get Dustin Rhodes somewhere in there. Now that, um, yeah, they, they'll fill this out all. Oh yeah. Excalibur Educated is going to, Excalibur is going to run through all. Excalibur's these breaking the record. Seconds. 
on Wednesday. But yeah, crazy enough. Yeah, so AEW, we already tell how you can watch AEW. You know, uh, it, uh, double or nothing, traditional pay-per-view, where you where you buy pay-per-views. Uh, if you are international or international, you can buy on Fight TV. Uh, if you are U.S., you can buy on Bleacher Report. Okay. And you, mm-hmm. and some Moose Select movie theaters yeah, uh, will have it playing. Cool. Keep looking into that if you want. Yes. Uh, I, I highly recommend it. It's a good time. Uh, yeah. And yeah, that's and what we so, got. Uh, yep. uh, we, had, we had a fun little longer section tonight. Uh, because we had to uh, run down all of the cars because all of them are happening next weekend. Yes. Uh, I, I, quite, I quite like doing this section, actually. Yeah, no, be sure to check all that out, folks. Uh, it's a great time uh, to, to watch these pay-per-views. And, you know, we like to tweet about them. And we like to think that, you know, if you like listening to us ramble about wrestling for multiple hours on end for some reason you'll enjoy it over on the tweeter as well so uh, uh, check it out um uh oh yeah we were doing plugs um so yeah noobs and knock spot on twitter but hey long form contact with us that's an option too um you can email us at noobs and knockoutspod at gmail.com that's noobs the word and this time knockoutspod at gmail.com come say hi to us tell us what you think about the show uh, uh, make requests for things you want to see us cover on the show. Um, uh, tell us how based and red pill our hot takes are. Or call us idiots. I don't know. Whatever. Start discourse with us. Say hi. We love people saying hi. We would love to say hi back. Noobs and knockouts pod at gmail.com. And of course, finally, you can also find us on Patreon. We are also the noobs and knockouts podcast on Patreon. The link for that is in our Twitter. One dollar a month, just a, a single little bone every 30 days. Uh, gets you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode. Shout out to uh, who else? The Sugar Daddy Kyle Smith for hooking us up for be- for being our our beloved uh, uh, most loyal patron. Uh, enjoy your perks, buddy. We appreciate you. If you want to enjoy your perks along with our boy Kyle, uh, be sure to drop that uh, that that little dollary dude down on the Patreon. Helps us out a lot more than more than you would realize, uh, and it it means it, it means a lot to just have support of our wonderful audience so what, what are you waiting for check it out it's a good fucking time noobs and knockouts podcast on the patreon once again the link for that is in our twitter see you all next time hasta luego <laughs>